Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus both possess the qualities we're looking for in our team. Tough, gritty, smart, opportunistic winners. It was an easy decision for me. What am I about and what's my philosophy? We're going to build through the draft. We're going to acquire young, fast, and physical football players. And the last thing, the most important piece, is we're going to take the North and never give it back. Now, here's Kevin Powell. On to episode 56 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Kevin Powell. On the episode today, Alex Shapiro from NBC Sports Chicago joined me to talk about all kinds of bear stuff because Sunday's game just got a whole lot more interesting with Justin Fields, a full participant in practice. We were told he would be limited. It would be day-to-day. Now, all of a sudden, it looks like Justin Fields is going to play against the Packers. Aaron Rodgers says he plans on playing as well, despite a couple of injuries he's dealing with. But with Fields playing, it definitely brings some more intrigue into this Bears-Packers matchup. And how sweet would it be, how awesome would it be if Justin Fields finds a way to lead the Bears to a victory over the Packers? Unlikely? Yeah, probably. Just because of the way this Bears defense performed against the Jets, that defense is so banged up, especially in the secondary with three of your starters down. Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon in concussion protocol, Eddie Jackson done for the year. Could be an opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to completely carve them up. Or it could be a great opportunity for Justin Fields to rise to the occasion. Big stage, big rivalry, coming off injury to have a huge game. And for once, a Bears quarterback maybe outplays Aaron Rodgers and the Bears win and beat the Packers? Maybe. Sunday just got a lot more interesting, though. Talked about it more with Alex Shapiro from NBC Sports Chicago. Now joining me on the WGN Radio Football Podcast, Alex Shapiro. You can read his stuff, hear his stuff at uh, NBC Sports Chicago. Does a great job covering the Bears. And Alex, all of a sudden, Sunday got a little bit more interesting. Justin Fields, we anticipated, and even Luke Getze and and Matt Eberflus figured to be day-to-day, and he'd be limited for most of the week, just like last week. Full participant in practice on Thursday, so... It, it kind of changes things for Sunday, and whether or not uh, you believe he should be playing, uh, it certainly makes it a lot more interesting. Yeah, 100%. Are you kidding? You know, the, the chance to see Justin Fields go against Aaron Rodgers, you know, these are the top quarterbacks in the NFC North. Uh, one on his way out of the league, maybe, and one on his way up. So, you know, I, don't, I think it's too early to declare this like a passing of the torch just because the Packers are still ahead of the Bears, and the Bears still have a long way to go on their rebuild. But it will be far more exciting to watch this game. It'll also be exciting to see what do the Bears do with Justin Fields? Are they going to keep running the ball at the level that they have over the past month? Do they dial back? Do they try and work him in more as a, as a pocket passer? Do we get to see that chemistry grow with guys like Chase Claypool? I bet Nikhil Harry will be up uh, now that Darnell Mooney is, is out for the year. And, you know, all of those storylines are now in play again with with Justin Fields getting in a full practice. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because people are like, hey, maybe this final month Justin Fields can pass the ball more and get more experience passing the ball. I'm like, well, they've been trying to pass the ball all year. You know, this idea that Justin Fields is just a scrambling quarterback or a runner, it's like, well, that's just just their strong point. Like, that's what they're good at. That's where they've had success this year. I think Justin Fields can be a good passer. 
in the NFL. I mean, you look back at college, I mean, yeah, he run he he ran. Why wouldn't he with that sort of skill set? But he threw the ball a lot. And, you know, this idea that they're magically just going to start throwing the ball over the final, you know, four or five games of the year, it's like, well, a lot goes into that, as we all know. And it starts up front with the offensive line, which is completely banged up. So I'm with you. Like, how how do you – every time he's tackled on Sunday, if he does play, we're we're all kind of going to be cringing a little bit. So I'm very curious to see what Luke Getze has dialed up if Fields plays Sunday, and it sounds like he's gonna, um, when it comes to the play calling, because the Packers are really bad at stopping the run. We saw what Jalen Hurts did to them. And, yeah, you want to beat the Packers, but at the same time, you got to protect Justin Fields. So I'm very curious to see what the what the play calling will be like from Luke Getze. Yeah, and, you know, you make a good point about the Bears, you know, trying to get him to throw the ball. And, and Justin Fields also has said, yeah, I want to be a pocket passer. Everybody wants to be a pocket passer. And a lot of these runs are unscripted, right? A lot of these are scrambles that are called pass plays, and things break down, and he has an opportunity, and, and he runs the ball, right? And, and that's what makes him so great is that he can take a pass play, and if the pass play does break down, he can then just take off and seemingly just get 17 to 20 yards like it's nothing. You know, that, that's yeah. what makes Justin Fields incredible. But, but the way that they can minimize that is, is if they are – calling more David Montgomery runs. You know, we've seen run-run options. We've seen run-pass options. And again, we've seen the pass plays that turn into scrambles. But if they call more runs that are just, this is a David Montgomery handoff and there's no other option on it, that is one way, you know, you can just eliminate the possibility of Justin Fields taking off and running with it. Um, But yeah, you're right. Every single hit he takes, there's going to be a gasp or a cringe or something along those lines uh, you know, as we all wait to see if Justin Fields gets up without any pain. But here's the other thing. This dude is so tough. How many times have we seen him taking uh, a monster hit and he lays on the ground for a little bit and then he just gets up and he's totally fine, you know, or, or doing push-ups to show that he's fine. Right. So, you know, you were talking earlier about should he play, should he not play. That That's going to come down to the what the doctors say. And if he has no risk of further injuring himself, at that point, at this point, I think that's the key. If this is a pain thing, Justin Fields is tough as nails, and he can probably pay, play through the pain. And if he has no risk of further injuring himself, then why not let him go? You know, why not let him play? Now, obviously, that story changes. If there is a chance that he can further injure that shoulder, completely different conversation. But if it's a pain thing, we know Justin Fields is tough, and he. He can grit his teeth and bear it. Yeah, and I know Matt Eberflus has liked the toughness. I mean, Matt Eberflus is is your kind of your old school hard nosed coach, not exactly just throwing out compliments for players. And he he's brought that up many times this season, the toughness of Justin Fields. And I, I think that has has stood out so far uh, through twelve, thirteen games or so. Um, but yeah, you know, like some of these these big hits that he's taken, those usually come on plays where he's scrambling, where he has to run. When it's a called run and the play design is for Justin Fields to run, I think he knows ahead of time like where he's going to be, where his blockers are going to be, where he should get to to avoid a hit. So I think there is a balance there where, like, yeah, you can still call these run plays with Justin Fields because I think if you go back and watch some of these games where they do, it's very clear a design run for Justin Fields. 
I think he does avoid a lot of big hits because he knows he's running. It's the scrambling, right? These these off-script plays where he's just trying to make things happen and a guy comes out of nowhere and, and puts a big hit on him. Those are the ones where you, you really worry about it. Yeah, you do. But, you know, you can't really coach that out of him, to be honest, no. in my opinion, because that that's what makes him great. The ability to take those off-script plays and turn something into or turn nothing into something or turn a, a minus play into a positive play. And yeah, you you want to protect your guy. And maybe you tell him in this week and this week only try and minimize that that kind of stuff because you know he is banged up and he's got this shoulder injury. But long term, I don't know that you want to coach that out of him because in my opinion that's what makes Justin Fields great. That's what, mm-hmm. you know, gives Justin Fields the potential to be a real superstar in the NFL. And you do think he's going to play, right? If he gets in another full practice today, I don't know how or why they could say he, he's sitting, right? If if he's got two full practices, it, it indicates he's healthy enough to go. Um, I, I would expect, yeah, if he gets two full practices in a row, I would expect him to play. I, I know it's... I understand people are looking at, obviously, the number one concern is the health of Justin Fields and his development and all of that moving forward. And a lot of people are looking at the draft order, and currently the Bears are going to have, right now they would have the second pick in the NFL draft in 2023. That's all great. Don't you think it would just mean a little something extra if he were able to to will the Bears to a victory over the Packers at Soldier Field? I I know at this point it's just about getting everybody healthy through the rest of the five games. But there's something a little extra about this one, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Packers week is real. You know, I was talking with a bunch of players in the locker room over the past couple days, and, you know, they feel it. Um, Justin Jones was great. He was um, he was saying, you know, when I first got here, you kind of hear about Packers week, this, that, and the other thing, and all that's well and good. But then when he experienced it, when he went through a Packers game at Lambeau Field in Week 2, and he heard the jeers from Packers fans, and he was a part of that environment, that's when it clicked in for him. And now he's like, oh, I am so all in. You know, I'm excited that Aaron Rodgers is going to play because I want to hit him, and I want to hit him hard. Things of this nature where, you know, you can throw records out the window. You can throw injury reports out the window, who's in, who's out. The Bears and the Packers are going to bring it because uh, because that's just – it means a lot. It, it really means a lot. It's not just talk. The players feel that. They understand that. So, yeah, they're going to they're gonna get fired up for this game, and they're going to give it their all to, to win. Yeah, you know, I was there Wednesday, and, and it, you know, locker room, not a lot of guys wanted to talk and all that. And then listening back yesterday to hearing Justin Jones talk, I'm like, these dudes want this one. Like, this game matters to them. Hearing Justin – he talked to you guys for a while yesterday – and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Cole Komet talked a little bit on Wednesday, and, and, of course, he grew up in the area and understands the rivalry and all that. But hearing him talk about uh, Sunday's matchup, these dudes want this one bad because it's a season where, look, yeah, they could have they could have a winning record right now, like they like or at least a 500 record. They've, they've been competitive in just about every game this season. They just haven't found a way to get it done late. And I'm sure all that frustration is boiling up. They want this one. You, I could really sense it yesterday just listening back and, and hearing what those guys were saying about Sunday's matchup. They want this one. 100%. 100%, man. Um, the uh, Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, both in concussion protocol still. Likely they're not going to play, correct? 
Yeah, that one's a little bit harder to read because, you know, the concussion protocol, it feels kind of binary, right? If you're in the concussion protocol, obviously you can't play, but one of them could be cleared today, for instance. Uh, You know, we're recording this on Friday. Um, And if one guy can be cleared, they get in a, a full practice. You could imagine them getting inserted into the starting lineup. Concussions are a little bit harder, in my opinion, to project you know, than like a hamstring or, or something else of that nature. Right. How do you, as, as we, uh, you know, approach the bye week and seen a good amount of, of this team so far, I mean, would you chalk it up as a pretty successful season for the Bears at this point? I know I would because we've seen development out of Justin Fields. We've seen progress there. Um, the injuries to Darnell Mooney and Eddie Jackson, obviously huge blows because you don't have them this season. And, and you know, th- those two guys factor into next year as well. But how would you just kind of evaluate this entire season so far? Well, yeah, coming into the year, in my opinion, the most important thing for the Bears was to find out whether or not Justin Fields is their franchise quarterback. And I think, you know, everyone would agree that's a resounding yes. He has grown as a passer, in my opinion, even though some people like to debate that. Obviously, the the rushing ability speaks for itself. And I think he's just shown that he's a guy who – who makes everybody better on offense. Look at how different that offense looked with Trevor Simeon in it against the Jets. You know, it was far less effective pretty much across the board. Just, just subbing out that one player, Justin Fields for Trevor Simeon. So that is a huge, huge check mark. Now, the other things that they want to do is, you know, they, they did want to find some future cornerstones for this team. Um, they made a lot of free agent signings and, they signed a lot of guys to small, short-term deals, in my opinion, to basically see, okay, who's going to be a part of this team moving forward and who's not. And I don't know that they got a lot of answers in that regard. Players around Justin Fields. Who's really going to be a cornerstone of this team moving forward? Now, it'll be interesting to see the last month of the season if a guy like Chase Claypool can really emerge as a, as a great target for Justin Fields. Um, obviously the run game, you know, the, the run game has looked really good and that's something that Luke gets in the offense. They set out to do. So that's, that's a big check mark as well. But, you know, I, I look at the offensive line and I see a ton of question marks basically outside of Tevin Jenkins, outside of Tevin Jenkins, you know, there's a lot of question marks on that offensive line. There's question marks really up and down the roster. So they got the most important thing figured out in Justin Fields. But moving forward, I still have a lot of questions about uh, about the roster as a whole. Yeah, and especially that offensive line, as you mentioned. I, I look, Ryan Poles can completely rebuild that offensive line this offseason. I don't think anybody would question it. I, I don't think there's one offensive lineman that has full job security going into next year. Maybe, maybe he's high on Braxton Jones. Maybe he found something there, and, and Tevin Jenkins, maybe. But other than that, that offensive line could look completely. It should look completely different come next season. Yeah, you know, obviously they like Braxton Jones. Obviously they see something. They've given him an incredibly long leash at left tackle. Um. So, so yeah, there may be something to that. Um. But you know, Tevin Jenkins wasn't able to win this job until. Cody Whitehair went down and they moved Lucas Patrick over to left guard. Otherwise he was still in that rotation with Lucas Patrick at right guard. So clearly, you know, the team wasn't super sold on Tevin Jenkins being that long-term right guard until 
injury necessitated that he take over that job full time. Uh, you're right. You know, Larry Borum is a guy who lost his job to Riley Reef, and I don't think anybody believes Riley Reef is the long term future uh, at, at right tackle. Lucas Patrick, we never really got a look at him at center. Well, he played like ten snaps at center this season before he got hurt again. Um, and then left guard, you know, Cody Whitehair is a great guy, captain, reliable, but he's on the latter stages of his career as well, and it'll be interesting to see if they want to go younger there, find that next guy there as well. Um, because, you know, you could definitely question whether Cody Whitehair is going to be around when this team's competitive window really opens up. So, I mean, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Up and down that lineup. There's a question mark. Yeah, and just up front, really, and you hope Ryan Poles, who has this offensive line background, he's known for scouting offensive linemen, but also on the defensive side of the ball as well. Like Defensive line, offensive line, I think will be the top two priorities for the Bears this offseason. And, and, you know, look, going back to the Chase Claypool thing, I love that deal when it happened, you know, especially if, if, if you're looking at the free agency market for receivers, there's really nobody that stands out that says that's a big-time difference maker. That's a guy that Justin Fields could go to time after time. Chase Claypool is what you'd, you'd, you'd want for a top target in Justin Fields because of his size and his ability to go up and get the ball and all of that. So you would love to see some chemistry being built from Justin Fields and Chase Claypool over the final five games of the season. But, um, you know, I, I think up front – uh, in the trenches, as they say, I think that would be the the one area where Ryan Poles really will put a lot of focus into this offseason because that defensive line isn't getting any pressure, Alex. And we know with this style of defense, Matt Eberflus, Allen Williams, they want to get pressure with the front four. They don't want to blitz all that often. And, oh, you know, this recent stretch has been rough for that defensive line. Yeah, it, the entire defense really is predicated on getting home with the front four. And when that wasn't happening, we saw Alan Williams dial up blitzes to kind of mitigate that. And it was working for a little bit because Roquan Smith was really good at it. Jaquan Briscoe was really good at it. But now, obviously, Roquan Smith is in Baltimore, and Jaquan Briscoe has been banged up. And the other guys who have blitzed haven't been quite as effective, and that's left holes in the secondary. So, yeah, um, it's it's funny. On the Under Center podcast, you know, uh, in our little thread, we've been starting to discuss, all right, where do the Bears go and the two guys that we always come back to are uh, Will Anderson out of Alabama and Jalen Carter out of Georgia. And then the third option of trading back to get more picks, to get more players, because they are uh, there are so many holes, as, as we've discussed. But, yeah, I mean, we're right there with you. you got to think that the team would highly, highly consider going on the defensive line uh, to start because it's such a glaring need for this defense is – is to increase that pass rush. How perfect would Jalen Carter be for this defense? Just an interior defensive lineman who can wreak havoc up front. It's exactly what they need. I'm all in on Jalen Carter. Yeah, no, that would be huge. He, he is. He's, he's that dominant three-tech that they've been looking for. Now, Justin Jones has flashed. It's not like Justin Jones has been bad, but he hasn't been the game wrecker that, uh, that they really want. The other option that, you know, call me crazy, that I've started to kick around in my head is, you know, the Colts are in such disarray. If the Colts start going into rebuild mode, I'm calling up Indianapolis, and I'm seeing what I could get for DeForest Buckner because we saw what DeForest Buckner can do in Matt Eberflus's defense. He was kind of, you know, 
Darius Leonard, or Shaquille Leonard, I'm sorry, got all the spotlight, and deservedly so, because he's such an impact playmaker. But DeForest Buckner is is one of those motor guys that is so disruptive and is in the backfield that he makes everybody's job easier. That's another just interesting, crazy thought I had. Is like, can the Bears find a way to get DeForest Buckner into Chicago? I, look, I love that idea. And and if we're looking ahead to draft order, and I know a lot of people are paying attention to that, uh, rightfully so, but like, like let's just say the Bears do have the second overall pick. Well, there are multiple teams that are going to need quarterbacks, right? Probably three for sure. Houston's probably going to draft a quarterback. Carolina needs a quarterback. And as we know in Chicago, right, like general managers and draft day can get very weird. I mean, remember, Justin Fields was the fourth quarterback taken in that draft class. Um, Having that spot at two is, one, obviously you can pick pretty much anybody you want. Two, you can trade back, and you can get a lot for it, too, especially if a team's trying to move up and get a quarterback. Teams will get desperate. We know this in Chicago. How much general managers are willing to pay to move up in the draft order to get a quarterback. And having that, if let's say they're second or third, and they've got a lot of holes to fill, as much as I would just love for them to take a Jalen Carter, uh, you move back. Maybe you get a Peter Skaronsky, right? And then an additional first-round pick sure. with it, something like that. Uh, and, and then try to fill in all of the other holes. I, I think moving back could be a real possibility for the Bears, especially if they land with that second, third overall pick. Absolutely. Brian Poles already showed he's not afraid to deal. No, not at all. Deal in the draft. What, you know, how many draft day trades did he make on day three? Mm-hmm. 150, something <laughs> like that. Um, I mean, that was like one of the craziest days ever. It just seemed like every time I had written something about Ryan Poles trading back, he had then traded back again. So that's absolutely on the table, man. Uh, your Bears-Packers prediction, how do you see Sunday's game playing out? Um, I Let's just assume Justin Fields is playing. Okay, go ahead. I apologize. Even, even with Justin Fields playing, I believe the Packers, you know, are, are, are still ahead of the Bears right now. The Bears are kind of in disarray. That defense is really hurting. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, as much as it pains me to say it, he really does own the Bears. <laughs> and uh, he, he finds a way to win. He finds a way to beat them. He, he can tear up that secondary that is missing so many guys. So I've got the Packers by a couple of scores. A couple but, of scores, okay. But, but the Packers going ahead of the Bears in that all-time win, win column, I do believe is going to be short-lived. They get this one, but the Bears are on the way up and the Packers are on their way down. So it'll be it'll be short-lived with the Packers on top of the win column. It would be a sickening feeling for Bears fans if Jordan Love turns out to be very good. Just, just as we're all like, yeah, this the Bears are trending up, the Packers are trending down. Oh, wait, they now have another franchise quarterback. That would be a nightmare scenario for the Bears. I've talked myself into a Bears victory, Alex, because the the way the Packers really? struggle, yeah, well, the way the Packers struggle uh, stopping the run, and I just think Justin Fields in that moment could have a big day. I know the shoulder is a huge concern. Um, I, I've talked myself into it. I'm really trying to, like, you know, because we want it to happen, I think, you know, like it would be a very cool storyline. I'm trying to just like put that aside and actually see how this game could play out. Aaron Rodgers banged up. He's been bad all season. He's got this rib injury, the thumb. I mean, there's been some games watching him and he looks horrible. 
missing targets, guys he used to make it, make it look easy hitting guys in stride. Um, if they somehow, and they've struggled with it all year, in getting pressure on the quarterback, if they can find a way to get in his face a little bit, and if Justin Fields does special things, which he's done plenty this season, I think the Bears can win this game. No, you're right. I mean, there is a game script. It is finding the, the pass rush that hasn't existed. Um, that that would be huge, but listen, that'd be very fun. That'd be very exciting if the Bears found a way. I just um, you're not feeling it. Aaron you're Rogers not there yet. That X factor, man. He's <laughs> he's got that X factor. He does the defense. The Bears' defense, just in my opinion, isn't good enough. And I see a a classic Aaron Rodgers completing twenty of twenty four passes for you know. 275 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, yeah, it totally could happen. I mean, the Bears defense made Mike White look like a Hall of Famer last week. Mike White just absolutely <laughs> exactly. carved them up. So, yeah, I mean, it could happen. I think I'm just banking on Fields just rising to the moment and feeling all of that energy and being back and all of that. So, I don't know. We'll see. But it's definitely, as we said in the beginning, a lot more interesting now that Justin Fields is on track to play. He's Alex Shapiro. Follow him on Twitter, Alex Shapiro, NBCS. Covers the Bears for NBC Sports Chicago. He has the Under Center, a podcast as well. Uh, does a great job covering the Bears. Alex, I appreciate your time, my friend. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Kevin. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And that was episode 56 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thanks to Alex for joining me, Ernie Scatton, Brian Alzheimer for their help producing the podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Kevin Powell. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.